Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, our podcast is just a little different. Yeah. We, uh, Catherine had the opportunity to interview Amy Castro Braun. Yeah. We have two members who are a part of our OEA trauma cadre. Yeah, such exciting. So exciting. Yeah. So uh, Catherine got to do a one-on-one with Amy, mm-hmm. and then we got to do it together to talk with Cheryl Card. Yeah. And it was just an awesome opportunity for our members to learn about the training we're offering yeah. um, and also just hear the impact it has had on our own members going through that experience. Yeah. So let's take a listen. Well, Fried Okra listeners, I have a special guest with me today, Amy Castro Braun, my friend, colleague, OEA member, principal at Sky Ranch Elementary in Moore, Oklahoma. Amy, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. This is awesome. Um, Amy, I know you. I've known you for a long time, but not everybody knows you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I started teaching in 2005. Gosh, that seems like a long time ago, almost 20 years ago. My first couple of years were in um, Catholic schools, and then I transitioned to public schools. I spent most my whole career basically in early childhood education. That's my first love, but my degree is actually in elementary education. So I was able to take the early childhood test back then and get Mm -hmm. that endorsement as well. Decided I might want to be an administrator one day. Wasn't quite sure. I've always been a leader, um, a past student president for the OEA Student Association yeah. back in the day. I've uh, always been a leader. Um, got my master's degree from UCO in education administration. And also just finished my doctorate last year from Oklahoma State University in also education administration. And I've been a principal at Sky Ranch for six years, head principal, and I was an assistant principal for three years before that. And it's totally dedicated to my students, my faculty, and really our goal is, I'll be honest, our number one goal at my school is that our students feel loved and safe. And that is the basis of everything we do. And we believe that the academics and behaviors will eventually fall into place once students know they're loved and truly cared for. Well, and I totally misspoke. I should have introduced you as Dr. Amy Castro. (laughs) It's perfectly fine. (laughs) And a National Board Certified Teacher as well. You and I have done this journey forever together. I just renewed two years ago. together and we we will continue to do that. We will never not be an MBCT. So I I love that aspect. So Amy, you've always been in the elementary setting, right? Um, What do you know about little guys? I know that there's always a root cause for their behavior. And some students uh, display their behavior in different forms. And sometimes kids are screaming out to us for help with the behavior that they have. And it's those kiddos that 
are the ones, you know, we're all, you know, scratching our heads with, trying to go back to the drawing board all the time to figure out how we help these kids. But there's also some kids that are very quiet as well, and they need just as much help as those that are um, taking up all of our time behavior-wise. So mm. there's really a gamut of of kids, and it's really getting to know that student on a personal level, trying to understand their family dynamics and how that might affect what you're seeing at school and really just working with a team with your admin team, your counseling team, your fellow teachers and trying to offer the kids the best possible education we can with the limited resources that we have. Yeah. So Amy, um, we received a grant from the, our, our national, um, organization, NEA, um, a, a very, it was a wonderful grant to create a trauma cadre. And we sent out uh, RFPs, whatever we call them, they are, and said, who, who would like to be a part of this cadre? We want, because we know the best kind of professional learning comes from our practitioners in the field, our colleagues in the field that are going to be able to help each other. So we sent that out. We sent it wide. We said, who would like to be a part of this cadre? And Amy Braun, you put your name on the line. Why? I just feel like I have a lot to offer people, a lot of personal stories and experiences that I've been through, both as an, an educator in Title I schools and a principal in Title I schools. And, um, I, I, I love presenting to people. I, re- I, my real love is actually developing the presentations. That's probably my favorite thing to do. We had an amazing time this summer. We learned from Dr. Barbara Storles. She is the author of reaching and teaching children exposed to trauma. And we also had the expertise of Elizabeth Rich, and she's a child psychologist at the OU Health Sciences Center who also focuses on students with trauma and they presented their research to us. And basically, we spent time taking in all of their research and then developing this presentation that we're hoping, you know, to go all around the state, giving to teachers about not just the brain research behind trauma, because I feel like we all kind of know a a lot about that now, but we're really focused on practical strategies for teachers to go back and try in their classroom. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking before we came on that. We, as as a state, as an education community here in Oklahoma, we had been doing a lot of work around trauma-informed practice and working with students from that were coming from trauma. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic happened. It just felt like everything just stopped. And what's funny is, not funny, is that we all lived through trauma for several years. But we put this cadre together to now we, we, it's, it's almost like there's pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, right? So we mm-hmm. already started this work. And so now we're ready to get this work going. So what is, what is the hope that you guys want to do with the cadre? And uh, what do you want to share with educators? 
Well, the best thing about the cadre, I want to say, first of all, it's that it's practicing teachers, admins, counselors from all over the state of Oklahoma that are the ones who created this training and are presenting this training. So all of us have real life, real world experience. We haven't just gone out and read a book and now we're trying to, you know, spout the book back off to you. That's, That's not what it is. And so, I mean, that's really our goal. Our goal is how can you go back and incorporate little changes to... Um, your daily routines, your daily procedures, but also look at things you can change about your curriculum and you can throw in there, not saying, you know, you need to go buy something new. That's not, that's not what it is. Our goal is really just to focus on giving teachers tips and strategies for different things that might work with different kids. None of us know the answer and we have to try a lot of different things and something's going to make a difference. And even if that one thing only works two weeks, we still have a whole another bag of tricks to give you that hopefully, you know, something else will work for the next two weeks. And we just want educators to know you're not alone. We're all dealing with this all over the state, all over the nation, really. Um, You know, I'm on a lot of different Facebook groups of teachers and principals from all over the nation. And Every school I know, everyone is struggling with students that are exposed to trauma. And I almost feel like COVID, in a sense, made it worse, mm-hmm. especially for our little kids. I'm yeah. seeing so many more little kids that have so many issues. And I think it's because of COVID. And yeah. it was so stressful for parents. And kids were not out and being exposed to you know, schools and structure. And it's... I mean, it's, I just feel like it's getting younger and younger that kids are coming to school with so many problems and it's hard. It's hard on all of us. And we just really want everyone to know that you're not alone. We know this is affecting everyone all over our state and we're just trying to offer whatever tidbits and strategies that we can to hopefully help you. So you guys through our grant provided the funding that we could, you know, bring you guys together with the experts, Dr. Searles, Dr. Rich, and uh, that had to be amazing to get to spend time with them. What is, was there something just from that interaction that you had? I'm just fascinated by all this stuff that you were able to like immediately take back to your school and mm-hmm. use. Yes. Well, a lot of it, what I loved about Dr. Sorrell, she really talks about adding rhythm. Mm. If you can find a way to add rhythm to your day and different, you know, there are different strategies to do that. But she really talked about the womb and how that is what helps students get regulated in the womb was their mother's heartbeat, um, the mother's breathing. And so it makes so much sense that in order to teach kids to self-regulate, which we are having to teach kids mm-hmm. how to regulate themselves. That's not being taught at home anymore. We're having to teach that all in the classroom. Yeah. But it just made sense that if you incorporated some sense of rhythm, that that would be more likely to help kids become self-regulated. Uh. So even, you know, today I was bouncing the little guy, you know, on my knee, trying to get him calmed down, Uh doing a, you know, just like tapping his back with a certain pattern, you know, changing the pattern, just trying whatever I could. So that's something that I've learned from that experience. And it's not a big deal, not something I have to spend any money on. It's just some kids that it it really does work. So I know you guys have, uh, we have, we have lots of great expectations from this country. Um, I, you guys are going to do such great work. Um, so you've created presentations to, for, who is it for? 
it's for anybody. We have specific trainings for elementary and secondary, but we know in some situations we might be presenting to audiences that have both elementary and secondary together. So we are prepared in that we have tried to adjust the strategies for the elementary level and the secondary level, but we're also prepared to merge those together to give you know a wide variety of trainings. Yeah, yeah. just building capacity. Yes, we, that's what we got to do in our state. We've just got to build and start building capacity. So anything else that you guys are maybe like tooling around that you want to kind of dip your toes into um, future work that the cadre is going to do? Yes, we actually have not got to present very much yet. We've our presentations only been live for about a month. And so we're actually looking forward just to getting feedback from our audiences when we go across the state. But we're also looking at um, a new presentation called Daily Practices to Process Trauma Exposure. As teachers and admin, we are we are constantly exposed to the trauma that the students bring into the classroom. And sometimes that can be overwhelming. And it's important for us to process everything that we are exposed to on a daily basis because someone has to stay in this profession for these kids. Someone has to. We can't we can't all just put our hands up in the air and leave and say, figure it out. Someone yeah. will figure it out. We can't. We have to stay in this profession for these kids. They need us now more than they ever have in their lives. And it's I think teaching is more challenging now than it's ever, ever, ever been because of all the trauma you know, exposure that kids have and they bring to the classroom that, you know, in turn now we have to face as teachers. It's it's daunting. Yeah. And we have to realize that we're all in this together. None of us are alone. We're all in this together. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the cadre. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for always what you do every day as an educator, as a teacher, as a principal, as a colleague. Um, so much work we have to continue to do, but thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. And I know we have some trainings coming up in yeah. January. I think January 21st is at the University of Central Oklahoma. Yeah. And January 28th is at NSU yeah. University. So we have some trainings coming for you. You can also request trainings um, to your local association or your school. We go all over the state, so don't ever hesitate to contact the OEA Teaching and Learning Department and request this new trauma training, and we will get it out to you guys. Great. Thanks for being with us. Well, we are excited to be joined this morning by Cheryl Card. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Um, tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you teach, and how long you've taught, those kind of things. Okay, well, I am working on my 21st year in education. So um, currently I'm in Choctaw, Nakoma Park at, at uh, Nakoma Park Intermediate as the school counselor. I've been working as a school counselor for um, 16 years now, and I taught um, middle school math prior to becoming a school counselor. So and that sets you up well to be a counselor. <laughs> oh, right I needed, there, I needed yeah. lots of math yeah. counseling. Yeah. yeah. Middle yeah. school in general sets yeah. you up well yes. for being a school right. counselor. But yeah, math in particular yeah. definitely does. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So why did you sign up to be a part, uh, a trainer for this trauma cadre? Well, when the OEA sent out the advertisements for the trauma cadre, it really struck me as something I know in my work as a school counselor, I was seeing more and more of. 
Um, every year I felt like there were more and more students that I was working with individually or helping classroom teachers with that were just coming with a trauma history. They had experiences that in my own life, I would never imagine having dealt with at such a young age and had to go through. And we were seeing more and more impacts of that trauma in what was happening. And then throw in the COVID pandemic mm -hmm. and we were seeing a even bigger rise in some of the mm -hmm. traumas that our students were facing. Yeah. You know, uh, I, we uh, also had Amy Castro-Braun on the podcast because she's the, she, you guys have two parts to this. Yes. You have a secondary and an elementary. Yes. And Amy, we were talking about, you know, we had done in the state, we had really started doing a lot of work around trauma before the pandemic and then mm -hmm. the pandemic happened yes. and it just kind of went urgh, to yep. a screeching halt. Now you guys got to work closely with Dr. Barbara Sorrells yes. and Dr. Rish. Here are two experts from our state. Talk to me, talk to us a little bit about what was that like? Oh, it was, it was wonderful. Cause we, with the cadre being so small and getting that undivided attention of Dr. Sorrells and Dr. Rish, we really got to pick their brains and really work with them closely and get that understanding of how is trauma impacting these students' brains and how they're functioning, how they're developing and how it's changing their development. So getting to spend that time with them and really learn about um, all of the different impacts that we see with students with trauma that it was, it was just amazing to have that opportunity and be able to really work with them on yeah. those. So you, you already had been working around the area of trauma before the pandemic happened, before uh, we came to the screeching halt. Yes. How, how are the presentations that you guys developed? This is, uh, this, Ellen, this is the part that I love about OEA. Mm -hmm. We do the best job at professional learning because we bring in our members, our educators, our practitioners in the field to go out and do that professional mm -hmm. learning with other educators. So knowing what you had already known about trauma, how, what, how is this, what you guys are going to be presenting and helping other educators learn? How is this different? So I feel like, especially before the pandemic, trauma was really focused. A lot of the trauma trainings were really focused on this is what trauma is. This is what mm -hmm. trauma looks like. These are your warning signs for a student who may be um, have a, a trauma history. And those things are important, but it kind of just stopped there. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just a, this is what trauma is. This is, this may be a student who's going through trauma. And then they left you to flounder kind of after mm -hmm. that. And so our real focus in this trauma cadre is getting practical strategies for how to work with these students who have a trauma history. And it's going to be good for any of our students that may show some signs of, you know, some behavioral concerns or other things that may, may not come from a trauma history, but really working with those students that have that trauma history and being able to help them in the classroom and have strategies that we can go to and use. Yeah. And how does that, the secondary component look different than elementary? Well, I mean, when we're talking about secondary students, you're, you're looking at kids that they may be more removed from their trauma, mm -hmm. but they also may have been through that trauma longer. And so the impact on them developmentally is going to be very different because there is such a bigger gap in the development of what you would expect a typical adolescent to have compared to 
a trauma adolescent. Mm -hmm. When a student's gone through trauma, there is such a lag in their development, whether it's not just cognitively, it can be socially, it can be emotionally. And unfortunately, secondary teachers don't always get that sort of training when they're going through their secondary programs. We're not taught how to deal with a kid who's 14, but functions maybe as a seven or an eight year old. Mm -hmm. That's not in our wheelhouse typically. And so when we're looking at specifically those secondary needs, we're looking at how do you work that into a middle school classroom or how do you work that into a high school classroom when you have a student that responds to a situation like an eight-year-old and throws Mm -hmm. that temper tantrum sometimes or completely shuts down on you and starts crying in the corner, which isn't what you expect an adolescent to do when they're not getting their way. And Mm so really looking at some of these strategies in how they can be implemented in those classrooms um, at that secondary level is important. So since you've been doing this work, I asked Amy this question, is there anything that you've been able to just go, oh man, I'm, I'm doing this right now that you've been able to implement from what you, from the work that you've been Absolutely. doing? Absolutely. So one of the things, especially with Dr. Souls that she really talked about with us is uh, the relationship building and the rhythm. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as a school counselor, I, I kind of feel like it's in my wheelhouse to develop relationships with kids. I never really felt like that was something I struggled with. It's kind of natural within my position. But looking at ways that I implement rhythm in some of those things within my time when they're in my classroom or whether I'm just talking with them one on one, I've incorporated different types of seating options in my classroom now. I've incorporated um, different uh, coping strategies even that I've been working with some of my kids that involve a little bit more of the the rhythm aspect Mm -hmm. that we really focused on um, in this training. That's so exciting. So one of the things that we talk about is... The impact that 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 watching your students go through trauma, trying to support them through that, it also takes a toll on our own educators. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, we we've really looked um, quite a bit, especially in our work with Dr. Um, Reesh, because she works. Um, specifically with kids that have been impacted by trauma in the hospital setting, but she also looks at how that impacts us as educators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like compassion fatigue and secondary trauma, um, traumatic stress disorder, those are legitimate concerns. And I think, um, you know, we hear the term self-care all mm-hmm. the time, and it's one of the terms as a cadre we decided we wanted to stay away from because we're told all the time, well, just go take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, a little, self- a yeah, little, little <laughs> self-care on the weekend and you'll be good and recharged mm-hmm. and ready to go the next week. And that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. And so what we wanted to look at was really how can an educator do the work that's needed and be there to support these kids, but at the same time, really take care of themselves. We want educators to have these career sustaining. And that's what we're focusing Mm -hmm. on. We wanted them to have practices and thoughts and things to pay attention to that's going to keep them in this career. We're we're losing so many educators Mm -hmm. so quickly, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, just by the nature of education in Oklahoma right now. Mm -hmm. And so wanting to find ways that we could help educators want to keep going and not give up on themselves or the students was super Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. I just doing so much work around the area of social emotional learning. And we, we work a lot with our students in their own social emotional Mm -hmm. learning, but it also starts with yourself. Yes. And being able to recognize that, that self-awareness and and what you have Mm -hmm. going on. You have to be okay and not being okay. Sometimes one Mm -hmm. of the things that we really talked about is 
we have to acknowledge the emotions we're feeling when we're feeling them. We are going to get frustrated and it's okay. Even if I don't verbally say that I'm feeling frustrated, but even if that moment I just go, I'm really frustrated right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I need to do one of my coping skills or one of my Mm -hmm. strategies that I need to, I need to take care of myself right now and not wait till the end of the day necessarily and reflect back or wait until Saturday because I've put in my five days and now I'm going to just decompress where education takes so much out of us all of the time that we have to constantly be taking care of ourselves. And if we're not doing that, we are going to burn out. Yeah. Just that constant mindfulness yes. all the time. Yeah. I, I, Ellen, I am so excited for our educators. I know. Oh my God. This is what an incredible oh opportunity for you as a professional, but mm-hmm. then also to take that experience to our members to really have that conversation yeah. with them. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. We're excited. Well, let's just take some time to catch up with Catherine. Ellen, I'm so glad we are back here today. Uh, I don't know if our listeners know this or not, but here where we uh, record fried okra, we call it the fryer. (laughs) Our room, we've designated this, our room as the fryer. And I just feel like for a while I've, I've had to, I, I, you know, with the the death of my dad and everything, and I've had to be in and out. And so uh, I'm just glad to be back. Same. And kind of get, going and and we're going to have this podcast and then we're going to be off right uh for until after the christmas break and uh, we'll be back and i cannot wait when we come back we have so many great uh podcast guests lined up um to help uh get the education issues out into the public eye and i just you know we have we had on today we had amy and cheryl on and just two of our trauma cadre members that I we have we have seven seven eight eight cadre members from around the state and they are amazing oh, yes oh my gosh they are just amazing and so it, it was just so nice to hear that we have we have components back that are help ready to stand ready to help our our educators out in the field and and to handle the issues that our students are coming with every day and what teachers are then themselves have to um, know how to handle the trauma that they're experiencing uh, from their students. So the really cool thing is kind of to kick this all off, to help statewide that we know what this presentation is, we've set up two statewide presentations. Awesome. And they're going to be on two Saturdays, January the 21st. We're going to have one at the University of Central Oklahoma, UCO in Edmond, at the in their education building, which is just fabulous there. And we are going to do a 10 to 2. Registration is going to start at 930, but it's just going to be a drive-in, drive-out. And then we're also going to have one on January 28th at NSU Broken Arrow Campus, which is (laughs) also a fabulous campus as well. And so we want people to come those those locations are huge, and so our capacity can we can handle as many people that want to come. And this is for members and non-members. We want people to know this is so important to know how to be trauma informed and put that into their practice. And so you can go to okea.org/trauma, and you can you can do two things there. You can sign up to uh, have our trauma cadre come out that you can put in a request for that or sign up for one of the two conferences that we have coming up. And then, oh, 
Ellen, I just have some like fabulous news that we found out the other day. We're 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 finalizing our plans for our organizing conference in February, Fe- right? February twenty eighth. February twenty eighth. We're so excited about that. It'll kick off Friday night, and mm, you know we always make Friday night this social event. Oh, <laughs> it is going to be so good this year. <laughs> it's going to be like the best. I'm so excited. We're going to have trivia night. Oh my gosh. And, and teachers aren't competitive, are they? No, not at no. all. Oh, no, I and didn't if, think so. And, if, and teachers, uh, a lot of educators use Kahoot in their classroom oh, absolutely. to do that. We use it at home with my kids. Uh-huh. So we're going to be doing some Kahoot. We're going to have like fun yeah. trivia, fun trivia. And so you you can come Friday night and then the organizing conference is all day Saturday, but two big things are going to happen on Saturday. We're going to have two keynote speakers. One is going to be Jamie Ballmer and Jamie is a national known speaker, public education advocate, business community leader. He is going, he is out. If you haven't ever heard him, amazing. And then in the afternoon, Da, 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 da. This is hot <laughs> off the press. Uh, we're going to have Representative Logan Phillips. Oh my gosh! And you know we've had him on the pod. He's great. He, we've had him on, and all in even you know he's not in the he's not going to be in the legislature anymore, but he has not stopped working and advocating for public education. Those are two big big. So you can go um, on. Uh, the registration is open now. Uh, you can go to okea.org slash orgcon23. And we have an early bird special for yes. that right now. Yes, we have an early bird special. We have, Oh my gosh, we have so many cool things. I am just, <laughs> when we were meeting the other day, I was just so, I was giddy about all the stuff we have set up. And oh. so, yeah, most important thing, we're, we're wrapping up the school year for 2022. And just, you know, this is that time, just take time to your family. You know, we're talking about all the things that we're experiencing in life and the trauma that we as Oklahomans and across the globe have gone through the last two years. We've all lived through trauma and uh, through the pandemic. We've experienced trauma firsthand. So I want want people to take time, relax, relax, rejuvenate, rest and be ready to come back for the 2023 year. It's exciting. It is exciting. Well, we want to thank Amy and Cheryl for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, it is not next week. It's January yes. 2023. <laughs> but until Happy then. Happy New Year, everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> until then, folks, keep fighting the good fight for public education.